This is a podcast by The Straits Times. After avoiding major outbreaks for the past two years, COVID-19 is surging in a few of China's major cities. Now, if you live in Beijing or Wuhan, chances are you will know someone who is currently infected. There have been long queues at fever clinics as infections spiked following the easing of COVID restrictions, as well as changes to testing and quarantine rules. For more on the situation in Beijing, we are joined by China correspondent Elizabeth Law. Liz, we saw long queues at fever clinics and residents are scrambling to get medication. Just how severe is the COVID-19 outbreak in Beijing? Well, um, it is actually fairly severe. Of course, official numbers don't reflect it because those only reflect the numbers that are going for PCR testing for nucleic acid tests at the at the booths around the city. But basically, everyone uh, in our social circle has uh, separately been down with COVID, including uh, basically the entire Straits Times Bureau, except for myself. Uh, so it is it is very widespread. I would say uh, by a, by an estimate about 50% of the city is now down. If you were to go onto the streets, you would see that roads are very, very empty. The only vehicles that are running along the streets now are delivery scooters, delivery motorbikes, and most offices are shut. A lot of restaurants and malls have also been shut because they simply don't have enough staff because many people are just down with COVID. Um, at the same time, we had seen that there were long queues uh, at hospitals and pharmacies over the past few days. But I think uh, since yesterday and today, this has calmed down a lot because the Chinese government has also started uh, pushing more clinics to be open within the community is like community health facilities in a way. So uh, that is taking a little bit of the pressure off the hospitals. With the virus sweeping across Beijing, what are people doing? Are you able to get food easily? I would say fairly much pretty easily. You can still get food. Um, the delivery apps are still online. You are definitely able to order things. Of course, things are taking longer because firstly, there are fewer delivery riders out there. And secondly, more people are using these delivery services. So you know, instead of taking, say, half an hour or so, things can take up to you know an hour, even two hours to be to be delivered. Uh, and when you go into a shop, into a supermarket, you know, for instance, like this morning, I, I went to do my grocery shopping and the supermarket floors, you know, were just lined with bags that uh, the staff had packed for delivery, uh, but it simply had not been picked up because there just aren't enough riders to come to come and pick them up. Uh, but by and large, you still can get things. Uh, medicine is definitely a lot more challenging. A lot of pharmacies have been sold out. So people are depending on their own stash or, you know, um, bartering with friends, borrowing from friends, uh, which has been what is going on. But, you know, if, if I wanted to order food from a restaurant in, uh, in the city centre, if the restaurant has not been shut, I definitely could still order takeout, uh, which will take maybe about 45 minutes instead of the usual 20 minutes to be delivered to my house. So uh, it is definitely Beijing is not running at the same, you know, hyper fast, hyper efficient uh, speed that it usually is, but um, it still is trundling along and things are still going on. Uh, it seems uh, China is now getting on with it and learning to live with COVID. What do you think the next steps will be? I suppose it will take a while for this way settle because it is only going through Beijing now that China is a very large country after all and this is a city of 21 million. Uh, we are seeing a similar sort of outbreak in Wuhan but I think not at the same rate as it is in Beijing. 
Um, I think the, the wave actually needs to go around the country first, and experts uh, have estimated that this will probably uh, affect some 60% of the population within this first wave. And 60% of 1.4 billion is over 700, it's nearly 800 million people, which is, if you think about it, that is, that is a lot. So um, I think that actually needs to go through the entire country. It's going to be a very, very hard winter, um, as I have written about last week. Uh, but hopefully, you know, this country comes out of it a lot stronger. And, you know, by Chinese New Year next year or next spring, we will see some sort of improvements. Of course, uh, really significant change will come when there is quarantine-free travel in and out of the country. I think that truly for for many of us is the benchmark to when zero COVID is going to end. Thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon to be notified of new videos. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.